0: preach to teach I'm your host Pastor Cliff Miller Senior we stream these live in zoom every third Wednesday of the month and if you miss it then you can stream it on YouTube or our podcast channel to search for Forever Bound Ministries and that's the number four these sessions are designed to bring you God's word in a way that you can understand telling you how to break down the difficult greek or hebrew words showing you where to find them helping you understand so you can study for yourself and know that god is talking to you not false prophets or teaching so without any further ado let's get right into god's word on preach to teach thanks for joining us So without further ado, we're going to introduce my bishop, professor, slash teacher, and spiritual father, Dr.
1: Lehman Newtall. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Miller. God bless you, man of God. I appreciate that, that introduction. I just want to say that I love this name, Preacher, Teach, because when you look at the five-fold ministry in the the Bible, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, it said that, jesus he descended and then he ascended and he brought forth gifts and he brought the apostles the prophets the evangelists pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of christ and i'll say that one more time he said he brought forth gifts as. Apostles and the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. How come he didn't say preachers? I'm glad you asked. Because they're all preachers. They're all preachers. The apostle is a preacher. The, the, the prophet is a preacher. The evangelist is a preacher. The pastor is a preacher, and the teacher is a preacher. S- simply put, we have people have just been misunderstanding, misinterpretation, interpreting what the word preach means. It simply just means to proclaim. It means to, to announce. It means to declare. It means to make an announcement. Like my mama used to do every time she went to work. She was real low key. And she said, when I declare and I'm gonna make an announcement, when I get back home from work, this trash better be gone, and your bed better be made up. I decree and declare, and show sure up, she got her announcement, and she got her understanding across to us. So, so let So, I like the fact that you call this priest to teach. i we gonna we gonna pray, open up in prayer, and ask God to have His way, and in, in this session tonight, as we study His Word. Amen. Let's look to heaven with me. Bow your heads and put your mind toward heaven. Heavenly Father, in the matchless name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord, once again for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for those that are under the sound of my voice, Lord. God, give us a pure heart. Forgive us for anything that we thought, or we said or we felt. And Lord, I pray right now that you will have your way tonight. Use this vessel. Speak to your people, Lord. Give me the mind. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. The theme tonight is, are you ready? Are you ready? And I'm, we're coming from a passage of scripture that is very familiar. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Some of you may know that's by heart. But there may be somebody listening that's hearing this for the first time. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna be conscious and, and courteous and just cognizant of the fact that it may be somebody listening for the first time. And so I respect that. I'm, I'm not gonna assume everybody that's listening has a PhD or whatever kind of degree. We just gotta make sure everybody knows. So grab your Bible, Second Timothy chapter two, verse 15. And it reads like this. It says, study. Study to show thyself approved. I'm reading from the King James translation. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Rightly dividing. Are you ready? And I think after we get started, get going, you'll you'll understand why I came up with this thing and this thought. Now, it's, it's it's I don't know it's, it's ironic, but but I, I just I have to say God is God is good, He's amazing, and so it, I want to start this off. I wrote down I had to write something down. One about one one of our our pastors. But, Gave me a text the other night, and it just confirmed. It confirmed this lesson. It blessed me too. Now, first of all, I'm going to say it was, it was truly, it's truly a wonderful feeling to to hear and to know that you you made a positive impact on someone's life. And the pastor texted me and just yesterday, as I was preparing my teaching for the for this platform, and it, like I said, it confirmed. The individual said this. Thank you. Dr. Newtongue, for pushing me out of my comfort zone and trusting me with the sheep as needed that God has under your ministry. They said, thank you for inspiring me to learn and to not half-step with God and his word and to be professional. They went on to say, and most of all, to study God's word, to gain knowledge So he can reveal himself to us. Taught me to learn to be obedient to his will and to be a vessel he can speak through as a true prophet and not a false one. That blessed my soul. It it, it confirms some things because I, as I was preparing this message and to study to, to show yourself approved, it just it just resonated in my heart because I had had been listening to individuals teach and and, and preach on televisions. I don't listen to everybody, but for some reason, this person actually was on Facebook. I'll, I'll confess. I'll turn that on sometime. But I heard this person at the end of the message, they made a statement to the person that was in the audience and they called him out and they was prophesying to him and telling him, Telling this individual that, that the enemy, the the spirit that you see today, you shall see no more. Now, and I know that person was glad to hear that because I don't know what what he was dealing with. And that person, whatever whatever somebody is dealing with something, the best thing they they can hear is I'm done. I I don't have to deal with this no more. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to see this no more. But, I, when I, but when he said that, it made me think about a scripture in the Bible. And it's in the book of Exodus. And it, and it talks about the fact that uh, God was using Pharaoh, and he was going to teach Pharaoh a lesson to let his people go, let them alone leave them alone and turn them loose. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. You can find it there. And as they let God's people go, Pharaoh changed his mind after they got going. And they was on their way away and the Egyptians were behind them. Their soldiers start chasing them. And as Moses lifted up his rod and parted the Red Sea, And as they walked at the bottom of the ocean, the bottom of the sea, the people of God, the Israelites, and as the the soldiers came down after them and they got to the bottom of the sea and the people of God got to the other side and before the soldiers got to the other side, God let the water come down on them. I know you're familiar with that scripture. And then God said, to the Israelites in Moses he said now I want you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord because the, the, he said that the Egyptian that you see today you shall see no more forever and see you can't take scriptures out of context and try to make them fit in something else because this is not a spirit this was a these were men that God destroyed and it was true that after they got drowned in the sea they didn't see them no more but my scripture tells me something different about spirits demonic spirits and unclean spirits it says that when a, it says when a unclean spirit is driven out of a man so they go around in dry places. And if they can't find anywhere to rest, they'll come back to that house where they were kicked out of or that body that got kicked out of. And, they, and if they, when they come back and find that body swept clean, but empty. If they find it empty, they set up and you'll be seven times worse than what you were because it's going to take some other demons to come back and if they find you empty how, what that mean to find you empty it means you could be clean but if you don't have the word of God in your vessel when that spirit that was driven out of you it's going to come back oh it's coming back and if you don't have something that that you could fight with to keep him from taking control into using your head, you using your mind. If you don't have the word of God in you, you're going to be in worse than you were before. Because the scripture, even Jesus had to, the devil came to tempt Jesus in, in Matthew chapter four in the wilderness. The Bible said he tempted him, three different temptations. And then it says after that, he left him for a season. He didn't leave him for good. He left him for a season. And of course, you know, he showed back up in Peter later on in scriptures because he told Peter, get behind me, Satan. When Peter was trying to get him, keep him from from going to the cross. And then he showed up again when Judas, the Bible says he ends, Judas, the devil entered Judas. And then Jesus told him that whatever you got to do, do it quickly. So the devil is not going to just leave you and you won't see him no more or his demonic spirits they'll come back they'll come back and i bet you anybody under the sound of my voice that has had some sin in their life and had some had, had some had some things that was holding them down into and, and, and was making them do something that they didn't want to do and they finally got a breakthrough and they finally got to deliver amen after they gave their life to Christ you cannot tell me that that thing that that was bothering you did not come back You can't tell me it didn't try to come back, but I know that when it came back and you had the word down in you, you had the Holy Spirit down in you, you had something to fight with, and that's the thing that the Satan don't want. He don't, he don't want you to study. He don't want you to study. Jesus told some men at at, at John chapter five verse thirty nine. He said to these Pharisees, he said to these people, he said, "You search." The scriptures, John chapter 5, verse 39. He said, You he didn't say you study, he said you search, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. He said, But but they testify of me. Here you are arguing with Jesus. Now, if you was really studying your word, you would have known. Now, what's the sad part about it, what's so scary? It's a scary thing to think that Jehovah God is your father. And it's a scary thing to think that you are a child of God and not be a child of God. It's a scary thing to, to go to church and and, and, and and search your Bible, look at your Bible once a week on Sunday only. And don't know Jesus. You see, here's, here's something that a lot of people don't understand about prayer. They They ask God for things. But see, they think prayer is monologue, but prayer is not monologue. Prayer is dialogue. You see, there's a lot of people who pray, but they don't read. You see, when you pray, you talk to God. But when you read, he talks to you. That's called a relationship. If I I called you on the phone, I called you, anybody I'm listening to, if they're listening to me now, and I said, I talked and talked and talked, I didn't give you a chance to say a word, and I hung up the phone, how would you feel? You'll feel, you'll be offended. In fact, when that next time you see my phone number show up, you might not even want to answer the phone. Well, how do you think when you pray and don't read, how do you think God feels? That's- this is not about going to church. This is about studying to show yourself approved, rightfully dividing the word of God. And I don't want people to be going through the motions and think they're going to heaven. That It's going to be somebody listening to this teaching and they're going to realize that they really don't know who Jesus is. Like these people that thought they were saved, they came... And they would, Jesus said, the scriptures. If you study the scriptures, you'll realize they were talking about me. And here I am in your face, and you don't even know me. And that's the way it is with people that go to church and don't study. Like Paul told Timothy, he told him, You study. You need to study to show yourself approved. Even Jesus said in in John chapter 8, verse 30 and 31, Jesus told, some Jews, you read the scripture. You turn this in your Bible. John chapter 8. Turn with me. John chapter 8, verse 30. We study the Bible, y'all. I don't want to give y'all a lot of rhetoric, a lot of talk. I want you to see the scripture. So after we've done talking, you can go back and double check everything. It says, verse 30, John chapter 8, verse 30. It says, as he spoke these words many believed on him and verse 31 says then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him he said if Uh-oh. somebody say yes he said if you continue in my work then are you my disciples indeed What did Jesus say? He said, you you believe on me after what you heard me say. But the key to being my disciple is to continue in my word. And most people that go to church and they say they give their life to Christ, the last thing they do is read the Bible. Just continue in the word, the word that got them drawn into God and the the word that convicted their heart, the word that gave them a, a, a revelation of how their lifestyle was amen but most people most Christians the so-called Christians that go to church praise God they don't even they don't even know what it means to be saved I, I'm telling you I've asked people on the street that are you a Christian I asked them are you saved first I asked my they Christian they'll say yeah I said are you saved they'll say yeah I said well what are you saved from and I hear I've had a minister tell me you save from sin. And I looked at him and said, Who told you that? Well, the Bible, no, the Bible does not say that you saved from sin. And, in fact, let's look at J- first John. First John chapter 1, verse 10. I'm reading from the King James translation. And it simply says this, verse 8. He said, if we, somebody say we, if we say that we have no sin, not had, but have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But verse nine, thank God for verse nine. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, that's good news. And verse 10 says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So the so thank God for Jesus done. Amen. Then we're not we're not sinners, but we're but we're but we sin. But we don't continue in sin. Now sometimes you you don't have no intentions on sin, but you do it in anyway. it. But that's what you got to understand that's where the grace is available for you when you fall amen
0: all right bishop i want you to um give uh, our pastors alliance guests a little taste of your teaching because you said a word there that i know some people misinterpret sometimes and you said you're reading from the king james translation can you touch on translation versus interpretation
1: all right now, interpretation, a translation is comes from... You have, the only way to translate this Bible into King James is you have to understand the original text. The King James, well, the, the, the New Testament was written in Greek. And the Old Testament was, was written in Hebrew. And so when they translated the, those words from the Greek text, the King James Bible was the Bible that they used to translate. So the words that came from, that came that's in the King James was translated from the original Greek translation, the, the, the Greek text, the Greek the texture. So, but if you get another translation, because we have hundreds of translations and a lot of them have their interpretation of what the scriptures say. Now, you can have your own interpretation, but you got to understand where the, the original verse came from. That's why you can take a text out of context and make it a pretext.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: What is that, Bishop? Could you, doctor, could you explain that? The text is the, the verse of scripture that you Maybe you want to take a verse of scripture and preach on it or teach on it. That's the verse it's called a text. But the context is surrounding the verse. So it's surrounding the text. But a pretext, y'all know what I'm going with this. Hmm. But there's some people who have no idea what a pretext is. They think pre means before. No, this is a different word. This word pretext means something that is hidden. It means something that is disguised. Oh yeah. In other words, if I take the text out of the context, I can make it say anything I want it to say. I can hide the original meaning because I'm not keeping it in the context. I hope I helped somebody. Because as I was studying, the thought came to my head about cults. Stay with me now. And, and and I started thinking about cults. Cults. C-U-L-T cult. And I said to myself, I said, I wonder, is a lot of cults, is cults that those still around. In other a cult is is it, not this is not authentic, is it's not true teaching, it's not a true ministry. Is false, but they hide under the cloak of Christianity. Oh yeah, you, you, you remember Jonestown? Amen, you remember Jonestown, Jim Jones? He had over 930 people commit suicide because they said that he, he told them that he was the Messiah. He was the prophet, he was the prophet. And he had, nine. how can you get 900 people that, if they're studying now, studying that Bible, how can you get somebody to persuade you with a lie? Well, he did it, and all of them committed suicide. Another one, David Koresh, Waco, Texas. You heard of David. He had over 76 people convinced that he was the Messiah. Oh, yeah, and they all died with him trusting in him following him believing in him another man that by the name of marshall apple white this man was a he was the leader of a of a cult called heaven's gate watch out john heaven's gate had people deceived totally deceived Jesus. so you could take the script out of context and make it say anything and people were people that's charismatic people got those special gifts that they could convince you if you don't know the truth. And the script in my my text tonight, my listen, my topic is: Are you ready? Are you ready? And somebody said, "Am I ready for what?" I want to know: Are you ready for false teaching? I want to know: Are you ready for deception? I want to know: Are you ready for a lie? Because if you don't study to show yourself approved and rightly divide, what do you mean by rightly divide the word of truth? You don't mean to, to separate it. It means to take out what's right and take out what's wrong and know what's real and know what's not. Because the book of Ephesians was talking about Jesus when he went down he came up with gifts Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 he talks about the gifts that he came up with the apostles the, 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 the prophets the evangelists pastors and teachers for the edifying he says so you will no longer be tossed to and fro like children by every wind of doctrine he said, I'm going to send you some teachers that are going to teach you so you can get in the Word yourself. And therefore, when you... when you, Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know who by their fruit. You'll know false teachers. Jesus was talking about the fruit. He wasn't talking about the gifts. He didn't say you'll know them by their gifts because they're going to come looking like God, sounding like God, and they're going to be charismatic. They're going to have gifts to imitate God, people. You see... But it's the fruit. Oh, yeah. Read your Bible. Matthew 23, verse 3 says, Jesus said, listen, do what they say, but don't do what they do because they don't practice what they preach. They're telling you what to do and they're not even doing it. Come on, that's scripture, y'all. So there's going to be false teachers and false prophets, but if you don't study and show yourself approved. You can be deceived. You will be deceived. And that's why it blessed me when the when the one the pastor called texted me yesterday and told me how how thankful they were that you didn't just talk at us. You taught us. You made us learn. You made us study. You made us get in the Word for ourselves. You you but you you made it in such a way we want to learn. See, God will send teachers in the. The gift of the teacher is to get you to learn and not to teach you what to think, but to teach you how to think. Amen. The Bible says that you'll, you, it says something about your spirit being a kindred to another person's spirit. You'll, you'll know them because your spirit will irritate you if it's not God. But the Bible says a lot of people is going to fall away in the last days because they're going, to, they're going to believe a lie and refuse to love the truth and be damned. How can you know the truth? You put the word down inside of you. Oh, yeah. That's why Jesus says, come on, said in, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Let's go there. Let's go to Matthew chapter 11. If you got the Holy Ghost, once you get saved, you get the Holy Ghost. Now I know some people say that you gotta wait on the Holy Ghost to come, and you gotta you gotta speak in tongues first, and you gotta roll around on the floor, and you why they why they body roll you around, and you start forming at the mouth. But that that's not in my life. Somebody said, well, look, how do you how do you get saved? Romans chapter ten, verse nine and ten said, if you confess with your mouth. That Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. For what, for what the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You shall be saved. Saved from what? You're not saved from sin. You're not saved from hurt. Because you're going to hurt you not saved from pain not saved from disappointment you're not even saved from death oh yeah you're going to die what am I saved from well everybody's going to die once if Jesus don't come back if the rapture don't take place and he take you out of here alive if that don't happen you're going to die but the Bible tells me in, in, in Revelation chapter 20, it said, let's look at it. Revelation chapter 20, verse 14. Well, look at verse 12, and we'll go down to 14. And I saw today, this is John the Revelator. This is the vision that God gave John on the island of Patmos. He was put out there to die. They tried to cook him to death, but he still wouldn't die. So they put him on the island and God gave him the revelation or the unveiling of Jesus Christ and the picture of the end times. And John said, I saw the dead. John said, I saw it small and great and stand before God and and the books were open. Oh, my God. Y'all better highlight underline books, especially y'all that's hearing this and, and you don't know if you're saved or not. Underline or or highlight the books, they were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things that were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead, which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead, which were in them. And they would judge every man according to their works. But verse 14 is where we're going. John said, And the, the death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the, the second death. What are you saying? Start the new talk. Well, everybody's going to die once. If the, if the rapture don't take place first. But everybody's not going to die twice. You see, if your if your sin is not covered by the blood of you, your sin is gonna be in the books. Everything that you ever done, not pleasing to God, it's gonna be in the books. Or you can live this life and think you're on your own as long as you want to, but you're gonna die. But if when you stand before God, the righteous judge and your sin is not covered and you know you won't be in the book you'll be in the books and if somebody had not paid, oh boy, that's what I love about, that's why I love about this, this KTIS KTIS is a Christian ch- channel on the radio and they have something called they are they, uh, when you pay for somebody it said if you're in line and you and you order at the restaurant on the intercom you tell them what you want tell them all you want and then they give you the price and they say they go to the second window and when you get to the window, And you ask them how much is? And They say, "Well, you don't owe nothing." And they say, "What do you mean I owe nothing? I just, I just placed the order back there." He said, "No, the person that was in front of you paid for you." Well, that's a good feeling when you put your money back in your pocket. Well, that's how it's going to be when you stand before God in judgment day. If somebody has not paid for your sin, like Jesus paid for mine because I trusted him with my life. I made him the Lord of my life. So when I stand before God, I got somebody that already paid for me. I don't have to pay for that. But if you're not covered by the blood, you got to pay. The Bible said all have sinned. Romans chapter three, verse 23. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans chapter six, verse 23 says, in the wages the God, wages, of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in other words the price you're going to have to pay for your sin is the second death which is a lake of fire so if I say I'm saved that's what I'm saved from the second one. Oh, thank God for being saved from the second death hallelujah all right Jesus said to this. He said, "I mean, it's amazing how." Let me get back to my lesson. People are deceived. There was a man. Now, this man is no kin to Pastor Miller, but this was back in the eight, nine, 1844 He was called William Miller, and he had a, He started a, a movement called the Miller, the Millerites. Do your homework. Find out about this guy. This guy had told the people that he was the prophet that God had sent. And he predicted that God, Jesus, would come back. October the 22nd, 1844. And he had people believe in him. These those people who was following him. He was a Baptist minister but the closer it got to october the 22nd this man the people start giving money they start selling everything they had they start giving their money away cars away they didn't need, they knew they thought jesus was coming back on october 22nd in fact they went and bought them white robes and they began to climb trees and they went to the certain mountain that the man said that jesus was going to land on and October 22nd came and went. And the people were so disappointed. And you would think that that would have dissolved that group, but they stuck around. Some stayed with him, some left him. But I'm not going to tell you the branches that came from this man. There are some cults around now It's going to blow your mind. When you do your research and, and find out those cults that's under the banner of Christianity, they came from this group, the, the Millerites. They changed the name in 1930. And when you see who the name is, once you do your look, do your homework, it's gonna blow your mind. This spirit of deception is, is, is in the world. Discernment means, spiritually, it means to understand and to know something through the power of the Spirit. This man had people, had this, had they studied their Bible. Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, verse, look at verse 20. Luke chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus said unto them, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees. Now, the Pharisees came to Jesus and they demanded something. And they demanded an answer. They said, when, when the kingdom of of God should come? He asked them and said, in other words, they said, when will the kingdom of God come? You've been talking about the kingdom. When is it going to come? Well, the Millerites, they said it was going to come in 1988, uh, October 22nd. But what did Jesus say? He said, the kingdom of God cometh not by observation. I'm talking about the King James Version. And I read that King James translation. It said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, look over here, or look Over there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. In other words, Jesus said, Now listen, the kingdom of God is not going to come like as you can see with your eyes. You won't be able to see it like that. It's not going to look like that. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is within you. And they still didn't understand it. You see, the kingdom of God is what God lives in. Heaven, But the kingdom of heaven is where God rules. That's why Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does that mean? Understand the word kingdom has three meanings. The word kingdom in Greek is basilius. It means to rule. And it means the realm and the royalty of God. So when Jesus said the kingdom of God Is where God lives. That's the realm. But the kingdom of heaven is where God rules. That's in your heart. See, God rules in your heart. He rules through you. He rules through people that accept Him as as His Savior. See, to to tell what Jesus said, you're not going. You're not going to get it with your eyes. See, so the people that was looking. Because this man said that he was gonna, they were gonna see him come. He was gonna come. He's gonna come at a certain time. No, it's not by observation. Because if they if they really was saved, they would understand that the kingdom of heaven was already within them. That's why you want to get to know who God is, who Jesus is. This is about a relationship. That's why Jesus said, "Then let's." My favorite scripture right here. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. This is for those who don't know. They just go to church and they don't really have a relationship. They search the scripture, but they don't study. Verse 11. Verse 28. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. It says, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Verse 29 Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Oh, watch out. He said, learn of me. What does that mean? First of all, it means learn to know me. The whole purpose of studying the word is to know who Jesus is. Jesus, said, I'll give you rest for your soul. But you got to learn. And then it also means to learn from me. Jesus is the master teacher. The theology just simply means two words. Theology is two Greek words. Theos, which means God, and logia, which means to speak. The only way you're going to know God, he has to tell you. And the only way he can tell you is studying his word. It's the scriptures that talks about who Jesus is. Let no man deceive you. Get to know him for yourself. Study to show yourself approved. So they'll no longer be able to have you second guessing yourself. Telling you the scripture says this. You can stop writing the track. Say, no, I read that for myself. And I didn't just read it. I studied. I'll be not shaking. You can't shake me, though. You had me. You should have took me out while you had me. But I learned of him. I learned of Jesus. I spent the time while everybody at the club, I was in the house sweating drops of sweat onto my pages of my Bible. While everybody was having a good time, I was having to get to know him for myself. Because when I found out, when I I really found out about death, to a lot of people that don't know God, they think that this is all there is on, on this earth. They think that death means the end of that, but that's not true. Death simply means separation. It just means that you are separated, your spirit and soul is separated from your body. But you're not a body, you're a spirit. You live in the body and you have a soul. In other words, yes, your body is going to die. But you're not a body. Your spirit and my spirit and my soul is going to live forever. Somewhere. So when I found out that this is not the end down here. I had to make sure I. I knew where my spirit and my soul would, would end up for eternity. Thank you, Lord. That's why Jesus said, come on to me. I'm the one. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Put your faith in me. So somebody's going to hear this. Somebody's going to hear this. And I know uh, there's a lot of people who got it all together and they got, they got revelation. And I, this, I, 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 I frankly, I don't like preaching to the choir. I mean, I I, I, I want to get somebody in heaven. But there's some people who think they're going to heaven that just go to church. There's somebody that they think they go going to heaven just because they heard about Jesus and they know about him, but they don't know him. And if you don't know him personally, heaven is not your end. Heaven is not your resting place. Hallelujah. One of the key things about not getting caught up is to understand that's that that the fruit of that's the fruit of the spirit is, is love joy peace patience you, you got to realize uh, most of these all of these cults have one thing in common and they're drawing attention to themselves they're not pointing to Jesus and they're not pointing people to Jesus it, it's, it's amazing there's three to five three to five thousand cults in the United States right now mm. And it's it's bigger than it ever been. You would think that as many Bibles that they have in this world, you got 5,000 cults, groups. I'm not talking about 5,000 people. I'm talking about 5,000 groups
3: Mm.
1: with hundreds and thousands of people in each group that are deceived because they don't study. All they do is listen.
3: Yeah. They just listen. Yeah, that's true.
1: And if you study your word, you will know <laughs> a lie when you hear one. That's true. Oh yeah, you'll be ready for the lie. Come on with the lie. Yeah, I, I heard what you said, but you can keep keep it moving. Oh, because I, I I've been in my word. You can't you can't tell me anything. Yeah. But how can so many people be deceived? How can so many people believe lies? <laughs> when well, 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 the truth is right here. I've heard one of the reasons why people like people join cults is because they, a lot of them have low self esteem and a lot of them don't have a lot of people that love them. And, they, and this cult cults offer them everything that they don't have. They offer them that.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm, that's true. And who's
1: not? Who's going to turn down love when they're not getting love? Who's, who's going to turn down friendship when they and they're, they're lonely and don't have nobody? They they get you when you're vulnerable. Hmm. And they and they offer you everything. They got the answer for everything that you need, and they and they and people fall for it. But that's why Jesus said, "Come on to me and learn to me. Well, I'll get yeah. I'll get rest. Find out who I am, and don't let a man take my place." Amen.
2: I have a question. Go ahead. And I'm hearing that a lot. I I never really heard this in Minnesota, like I'm hearing it. Here, okay, they feel um, they're stating that Jesus went to the cross for their sin, so they feel that since He went to the cross for their sin, they don't have to repent or ask God forgiveness for their sins because Jesus already did it from them. For, Oobly, for Oobly that's all that's teaching. Scripture for that, or how do
1: I? Well, First John chapter verse First John chapter one verse nine. If I'm not mistaken, you said that the, so that certain that certain teaching says that you don't you don't have to ask for forgiveness because Jesus already paid for your sin.
2: Yeah, he said because Jesus already done one to the cross for my sins, so I don't have to repent. So they're doing a lot of stuff, you know, fornication, especially fornication. I was talking to somebody about fornication and adultery. Well, uh, I'm already forgiven for that. I don't have to. I'm I'm, I'm saved. I'm already forgiven for that. And, and that, I was like, and they really believe that here. Well,
1: that it, 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 then they didn't agree.
2: Yeah, because they're living together, you know, and I talked to them about marriage and stuff. It's like, well, I'm saved. Jesus done forgave me. He wants to cross for like this sin and I don't have to repent. So he's already did it. Now that's what they feel. They feel that Jesus went to cross and took the sins. So their sins is already forgiven because he took it for them.
1: Well, that's whoever teaches them that that is a lie. They're a false teacher. Okay. They talk, if you if you look up the Greek word for repent, it's metanoia. It means to it means to change directions. yeah, if, you, if they're not, if they're still going the same way, that they didn't repent. Yeah, that's you what I, you ain't changed, you ain't doing, you, you're still doing the same thing. That's not repentance.
3: It says, Look. if we confess our sins, he yes. is faithful yes. and yes. just to forgive us our sins, Yeah, yes. okay. cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay. And that's what I told them.
1: What verse 8 with it? It says, if, if, they, yeah. if mm-hmm. they know anything about English, I'm, th- I'm glad I got ahead of. Awesome English teachers. They taught me about conjunctions and verbs, uh-huh. adverbs, yeah. yeah, everything. Yeah. If if you do, if you if you confess, that means if you do it, he'll forgive you.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. But if you don't do it, yeah. Come on, y'all. Yeah. See, whoever teaching them this has got them convinced. They I can't mean, be. Read, they can't be reading my, the Bible. I'm reading from.
0: I mean, maybe I'm just
1: ignorant, but ain't that common sense? I mean... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't do common sense out the window a long time ago. It's, oh, okay, because we go There you It's amazing. That is just,
3: yep, it don't even exist anymore.
1: <laughs> no, it don't. I mean, people people will believe anything that makes them feel good about mm-hmm, doing bad.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: If you make them feel good about doing bad, then they they're justified and they, and they feel a whole lot better it's a lot of deception it, it is. it's a lot of it's a bad bad teaching false yeah. prophet it's just out there and the, and people just they, if they don't study like i said they yeah. will they will believe anything Yeah, yeah period a lot of people that they don't want to hear the, the they don't want to hear people who've got the revelation they want to hear they just want people to listen they don't want you to Put your input. That's why all these different denominations—over five hundred denominations—come on now. Yeah, that's everybody's teaching different. Everybody teaching different doctrine and different. Oh, uh, it's, it's just pathetic. There's some people that's so good, they are so charismatic. They'll make they'll make you put your eyebrow up and say, "Wait a minute, that, yeah. that, that, that do sound
3: that's yeah. you
1: know that make you start second guessing yourself." does it sound so yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah. And it sounds so right. But yes. that's why Paul was telling Timothy, Timothy, and if you if you read when you read Second Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen, read the context. Don't just take that that verse, verse 15 out. What you're gonna read about is Paul was telling Timothy that it's gonna it's gonna be some false prophets that's gonna try to come in and mess Timothy was young.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But he was a young pastor. So Paul was letting them know it's gonna be some. Some deception. It's gonna be some false teaching and false prophecies that's gonna come and try to persuade you, Timothy. So you, Timothy, you study. Mm-hmm. Show yourself approved because once you know yeah. the truth, then you believe. remember the teaching that I taught you, Timothy. So when they come along trying to give you some false stuff, you're a, you're a no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You shall know the truth. But if you don't know the truth, how is it gonna make you free? Jesus paid for all our sin. I don't have to, I, I keep on sinning and I can do no. You is not going to heaven because that's not scripture. When you have people have people in different denominations teaching different things just because they believe what they're teaching. And, and a, lot of, a lot of it is religion. They they they've been they they just they've been passed down from generation to generation and they're just keeping it going.
3: Yeah.
1: That's nothing to do with the truth. It's all about, this is what we was taught. This is what we believe. This is what we do. And this is what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. They're going to pass it down to the next generation. I ain't never I ain't never tied before. I've been heard about this tithing stuff. but well, I'm going I'm to take a shot at it now. I don't know. But you mm-hmm. got to take that leap. Because I know some, a lot of people, but they refuse. They're not going to tie. They will not trust God enough to give 10% money. And they've they argued they argue me down. I said, "Listen, that's that's your faith. That's between it's you and God." You can't give up dying for mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That, that's what they told me. They told me to my face. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see where your faith is. Mm-hmm. Amen. But you got so, so
2: many pastors now that saying it's not in the New Testament about the tides and all that. So it's like my pastor said, you know.
1: Oh Lord, we ain't gonna mention no names, but I know who you're talking I about. I think I'll
0: say it's not in the New Testament. And Jesus said, Give Caesar to give Caesar and give God what's God. <laughs> okay,
2: well, Pastor, like Bishop said, the lack of knowledge
0: ain't in their mm-hmm. work. And some people think, like you just said, Pastor Marion, some people think that the Old Testament's is
1: irrelevant. It's not, people just, yeah, okay, they don't understand it. Yeah, amen. Is it anybody, is it anywhere in the scripture that Jesus said, Don't tie Mm-hmm. They're, they're, oh. no you're never you're not gonna, never, gonna find, if, if, find it's, if it's something jesus don't want you to do he's gonna say thou shalt not it, and look, not do that's right there you there, there will be no ambiguity there'll be no gray area he'll let you know in the, in the word of god don't do this mm-hmm. period down well down.
2: When i say that i have told them they said well you know there's a scripture that says that God didn't uh, write, have everything written in the Bible because He said it uh, we wouldn't be able to contain it all, so He didn't write it all. So that's mm. what I'm right now. That.
3: <laughs> <laughs> People just find any excuse. That, that's an excuse for them to use that, and they use that
1: for an excuse now. So, 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 so now they want to know what He what He didn't put in there now. Huh?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh Lord. So somebody pray us out. Y'all somebody prayers pray us out. Go ahead. Bless us in the name of Jesus. God, we ask that you continue to bless this alliance group and continue to bless our soul. continue to, continue to bless the people that's trying to help us, God, and the pastors and the bishops who is on these lines and coming in to just help us to understand what we're what we're supposed to do and keep us on, on track and keep it. That that's the main thing. God, we just need to stay on track. And know, like you say, know what we're doing. So, Father, we thank you because we appreciate, hallelujah, that you gave the vision, hallelujah, to the visionary. And it made it come, come to pass. And we just thank and praise God for that. And we ask that you just bless each and every soul. Help them to understand and keep their mind and, and focus and stay on you, God, so we can always progress and not regress. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you, God, because you are such a wonderful, loving and caring and sovereign God that we can always come to you when we can't come to nobody else, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you and we glorify you. God, keep us safe from all her harm, and danger for seen and unseen until we meet again in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen,
1: amen. amen. Pastor Miller,
3: Pastor Miller, thank you. Thank you for
1: this platform. You know, God has anointed you for this. and yeah, helping help a lot of people. Praise God.
0: Amen.